Hey, welcome to the newest show right here on the Funnel Radio Channel. It's called RampantTesting.ai with our host, host who's been on several of our other shows here, Tessa Berg. Hey, Tessa, how are you? Oh, you there? Looking? Yes, we are. Okay. You, we, you hesitated. Was there any hesitation today here? And uh, we're, we're looking for good conversations. Not at all. <laughs> so tell we're us. just taking a sip of water. Oh, I see. All right. Well, we'll let you do that. Well, we want to thank you to the Funnel Radio Network. We know this is also the first show on the uh, Tenlo uh, radio channel. So we're going to be on, and we're also uh, live streaming this on OC Talk Radio. So you're going to be on multiple places all today here. Tell us about rapidtesting.ai. Tell us about the name and tell us about the sponsor, Tenlo, as well. Sure. So uh, this is Tessa Berg, and Tenlo is a pipeline marketing company. Most of our clients are B2B and CPG businesses. And our goal with rapid testing is to drive revenue and help our clients close sales faster. So on this show, we're going to do a lot of storytelling. We're going to give examples on how you can use the process to test new products, new messages, new experiences, new sales channels. And most importantly, where we'll be starting today is how you get executive buy-in and sales team alignment. Okay, that can't be easy. So who'd you bring along to uh, teach us that trick? Yes, today, my brave first guest ever, <laughs> thank you, Tessa, <laughs> is Linda Owens. Hi, and, everyone. And can I, I, I have to interject one more thought here. I don't know whether Tessa yeah. knows this or Linda knows this, but we have a tradition, and that is that whoever the first guest is automatically gets to come back on the first year anniversary and uh, be a oh. guest again. Just just a little perk that you get for being first here. Well, I am honored. Thank you so much for that. So yeah, that's great. So you're really going to teach us how to get buy-in? I don't believe it. How, how do you get anybody to buy into anything these days here? The the management wants everybody else to do it, but to get them to buy into it? Boy, that's, that can't be easy. I'm still working on it, believe it or not. 15 <laughs> years into the game now. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll step out and let you guys chat here. Thanks, Joy. Welcome to the show, and I look forward to hearing more. So, again, thanks, Linda, for being our first guest. And for all the listeners, uh, Linda Owens is from Nestle Professional. She has been a thought leader in evolving the role of marketing and helping to get buy-in and alignment um, in-house. So today, if you're an in-house marketer, you're going to get some insights that you can use on how to get digital marketing a larger uh, part of the budget, how to make it more effective, and how to get buy-in. And for client side uh, or for agency side people, you're going to get a little bit of insight into what our clients need to do to make that happen. And with that, let's get started. Uh, so, Linda, like you said, 15 years in, tell us a little bit about where you got started. Um, thank you, Tessa. So, my career initially started in the nonprofit marketing sector, and I quickly learned that, you know, I really need to make more money. So, I better get out of this. Um, so, I moved into direct mail marketing, and uh, that was 15 years ago. And um, I focused um, uh, a lot on uh, helping achieve a better customer journey for our customers by 
sending mail, postcard, letters, and and during that time, that was the thing, right? Um, we were we didn't have the option for digital. Um, that's something that I didn't even learn in college until I got out. Is when you know Facebook became popular. We had so many other different avenues to explore with digital marketing. And then 15 years later, um, I am here at Nestle Professional. I'm the digital and e-commerce marketing manager. And um, I focus on the B2B side of our business. Um, I've had the luxury and the opportunity for working with many companies um, in a digital consultant role, as well as uh, working for like a CPG company like Nestle, uh, focusing on the B2B side of things. That's awesome. So Linda and I have worked together for a few years. So I know she played an integral, however you say that word, integral role in uh, getting more share of um, budget for digital. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, what opportunities were you seeing internally that led you down um, wanting to push digital a little bit more? Yeah, so over the years, digital and online opportunities have become so much more mainstream because of people wanting to uh, get information at their fingertips. So the mobile phone really made a huge impact, right? Um, so as we see search becoming so much more prevalent in in that and people going to Google, people going to YouTube, people going to Amazon, um, you're realizing that people are tending not to want to speak to someone to get that information. Um, there's a really cool stat that I saw um, and, and I always stay through to this is it takes about seven to 10 different um, marketing opportunities or marketing flashes of information for that customer to actually be willing to talk to a salesperson. Mm-hmm. So that means we need to be in front of them in so many different ways, whether it's on print media, whether it's on digital, whether it's in a sales event. Um, so it's really important that we have warmed up a customer before a salesperson even talks to them. So this becomes more significant because now I'm putting digital into the sales cycle mm-hmm. where I'm trying to make sure that, hey, salesperson in my company, you don't have to make a cold call anymore. You can rely on me to doing all of that warming up for you. And the customer is now going to raise their hands and say, I am interested in your part product and they're going to come to us versus you going to hunt them down. So that's really the greatest opportunities, right? When the customer comes to you as opposed to you trying to knock on doors. Yes. I totally agree. So I am married to a salesperson. And I think uh, when we first met a long, long, long time ago, he did not see a whole lot of value in marketing and was maybe still to this day confused as to what I did or what I do. Um, What are some things that you do or what metrics do you show salespeople to help get their buy-in and say, hey, this really is helping you. This really is driving results for you. So um, as far as metrics, we are looking at so many different things when it comes to digital. Uh, For example, if people are reading a piece of content that we write that is going to be selling our product at the end of the day, right? So showing who are these customers that are reading our stuff, you know, that's so important because if I'm just saying that, hey, I have great number of it millions of impressions and uh, you know thousands of engagements that doesn't mean anything to anyone uh, but if i'm saying mr so and so at this company is reading our stuff and they are really interested they keep coming to the same type of topic over and over again maybe it's time to go and call them or if i can even get them down the funnel to turn them into a lead that becomes even more significant for that salesperson so lead gen is like the number one 
um, important thing that I can give to a sales uh, person. And then qualified lead gen is the second most important thing, mm-hmm. right? Because we get a lot of leads, but qualifying them and making sure that is someone that we really want to go after is key. That's awesome. Uh, so what has been some of the feedback as the program at Nestle Professional has evolved from executives and from salespeople? What, do they want to see anything specific more? Do they want less of something? Um, we definitely like to provide a variety of things, right? Because at the end of the day, it's about the customer. It's about what the customer wants to read and see and view when they want to read and see and view it. So, uh it's important to have everything from a video that may be 15 seconds long to um, a webinar that may be one hour long to uh, a report that's you know two pages to a report that's 25 pages. There is someone there that is going to absorb this information at some point or the other. And if we are not there in front of them when they are ready to make that decision, if they're like willing to spend an hour listening to you speaking on the uh, on a webinar, you know that's probably a very qualified customer. So we want to make sure that there is variety and options um, that are available for many, many different customers. That's awesome. I love that you take such a customer-centric approach. I know in the past when I worked on the uh, client side, sometimes we would have um, a lot of requests come in to just push a message because we had a reason and we needed to promote something at that time. So I love that your approach really includes what what are our customers doing, what questions are they asking, and when can we be there to support them? That is awesome. Uh, so I'm going to back up a little back to the uh, direct mail years. Yes. Are there any experiences from your offline marketing days or more uh, doing traditional tactics uh, that you use for digital or that um, you use to marry the offline and physical experience with the digital experience? Yeah. So I remember uh, in the direct mail days, we were so focused on the creative and the messaging and then where in the journey the customer is, right? So for example, if this customer is kind of becoming a lost customer or someone that we are really uh, not doing as much business with, we probably want to do a totally different type of messaging and creative to them. And guess what? I'm doing the same exact thing in, in digital right now. So um, when we send out emails, if it's a customer that is not really doing much business with us or we want to attract a brand new customer, the storytelling, the content, the messaging is completely personalized to to that customer. Um, It's just now I can personalize even to such an nth degree with the uh, different types of technology like programmatic, uh, and, you know, just Google AdWord, paid search. Uh, There's so many options to personalize. Um, So it's important to get the information that you are trying to uh, share with the customer right based on their needs. That's awesome. And what have been some, uh, what data have you used to help drive um, trying new things, like trying new tactics? Have there been any ahas from that data or those insights uh, this, like the past few years? Yeah, um, results are such an important part of any digital marketing campaign, right? That's one one big thing that I can always say. Like if I do a print campaign, I can't tell you much other than like, yeah, this many people got this magazine. But when we do a digital campaign, everything that can be measured is measured. Um, and that's the greatest thing. So anything from like how long 
um, you know, we're using a new tool right now as well, where we can tell how long someone is spending on a piece of our content. Uh, what pages are they reading? It goes uh, to that level of detail, which is a bit scary, to be honest, for me <laughs> uh, as a consumer. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, that doesn't mean I'm not going to use that, right? Uh, to learn a little bit more about my customer and my customer behaviors. So KPIs, as far as, um, you know, the level of engagement is important. The uh, uh, quantity and the value of leads, that's important as well. Um, a, a lot of times I'm also going to um, a, a more of a test and learn approach. So um, the greatest thing about digital, and I always say this over and over again, is I don't have to spend as much as TV and radio and even print magazines. I can throw a thousand dollars on a Google ad campaign or on social media, on Facebook or LinkedIn and learn so much about the customer, which mm -hmm. for me is intriguing. I love to see who is engaging with us all the time. Um, and that makes me want to do more. And I can show that to my senior leadership to be like, hey, these customers are engaging with us. They are interested um, and we can do more with them. So the more visibility we can show about the customer to our leadership team, the more buy-in you get. Yes, I think that is awesome. And I know from uh, the campaigns we do with Linda, uh, the results are almost just as valuable as the data we're gathering along the way. Like we really, even when things fail or don't work, um, you learn something more and something different about customer behavior because it's changing all the time. How and why and when people research. Uh, and that's a benefit of these real customer-centric campaigns and always thinking about what they need and what they need next. All right, so stick around. We've got more on uh, rapidtesting.ai right after this. And we just want to, again, remind you that rapidtesting.ai is the newest show on Tenlo Radio. It's being syndicated here on Funnel Radio Channel and over other stations like OC Talk Radio here in Orange County. It's brought to you by Tenlo. Tenlo is a pipeline marketing agency that focuses on quickly identifying and converting high-value leads. That's the key. Don't just find them. you got to do something with them. Visit Tenlo.com to learn how you can use this magical digital marketing process to get more out of your trade shows, website, and sales support groups. It's all waiting for you at Tenlo.com, just like it sounds, T-E-N-L-O, Tenlo.com. Okay. I don't know if you guys are uh, up for another uh, session here, but so far I'm, you, you got me hooked here. Uh, I'm still looking to hear how we're going to get the buy-in, though, at the top level. I'll make you a believer in just a minute. Yeah. No, that's a, that is a great question. So, uh, Linda, what would you say to other in-house marketers who are trying to get those initial programs off the ground and maybe move more budget um, either out of direct mail? I know a lot of people are still doing that out of print ad or supplement those spends um, with some digital tactics. Sure. If you don't have the budget to try something and prove it, at least in a small test and learn to your senior leadership, then the way I would do it is really look at the competition out there, right? If your competitors are doing something better than you, um, that's First of all, one of the best ways to kind of get our senior leadership to, to think twice about saying no to the, a digital spend. Secondly, I always love to um, look at what else is out there in different industries, because sometimes you may be working for an industry that is far behind on digital. And that's OK, because your customers are also behind on digital. 
Um, and at other times, you are working for a very, like, you know, if you're in a tech company, you probably have customers who are very digitally savvy. They're going online. They're doing a lot of research there. So it's important to see what other industries are doing well in digital and to show those stories. That's why it's important as digital marketers to always learn through webinars, through uh, different um, uh, blogs that are out there, even these kind of podcasts and radio stations. Because if you are not learning and listening to new ideas, then you're probably five years behind in implementing something. So as much as we get bogged down in our everyday uh, grind of doing our jobs in digital and we're like, hey, I need to make this happen. I need to create this webinar. I need to do these legion um, activities. It's just as important to be on top of all of the digital trends out there because right now, probably Facebook has just came up with like 20 new things that we don't even know about. And LinkedIn mm-hmm. just came up with like another 10, right? So if we don't know that, there is no way we can do right by our company. And, um, and, and by not introducing that to our leadership team, um, we are taking a couple steps back instead of working forward. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was very well said. And you said something at the beginning that I think um, we see with other clients be a struggle. They sometimes think they have to have a huge budget to even try something small. And what we've done with Linda at Nestle Professional is just pick one segment and one type of customer and really hone that budget in and just spend maybe a few thousand dollars to see what happens. Um, We've seen people kind of go off the rails and be like, oh, we have to wait three months or we have to wait six months. Uh, No, you don't. If you're picking the right population, if you're as customer centric as Linda said earlier, it really can take a week and sometimes depending on the volume, a few days. So I would say, Oh, Linda has more. Oh, no, while you were talking, I yeah. just I just remembered this really um, interesting story um, from years ago. Um, we had um, uh, I was working for a company that I didn't really have any budget, but I was trying to tell them that hey, you know what, this is a great opportunity for us to be a little bit more digitally savvy. And I didn't really get buy-in at that time, so I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do this myself. So I started blogging about um, the importance of digital because at that time I was selling digital solutions, and um, you know, I just started to make myself a thought leader. So people started to contact me uh, instead of me trying to reach out to them, mm-hmm. um, and I took it another step too because uh, I was like, okay, what more can I do so that, you know, I'm not constantly going to try to convince these customers that thought leadership is important, lead gen is important. So um, at that time, uh, you know, the Kindle was really one of those cool devices. And then Amazon um, was starting to allow us to self-publish books. So I just took a bunch of blogs and I was like, I'm just going to make it myself uh, a self-published author. So um, uh, I put all of those thought leadership articles together and just published a book called A Formula for Digital Marketing because I saw saw that there was nothing about B2B digital out there. Mm -hmm. B2C digital, there's a ton of activities and um, I'm pro B2B all the time. I I look at my B2C digital partners and I'm I'm constantly telling them their job is so easy (laughs) uh, because in B2B, our target audience, it's so layered, right? With B2C, it's just about the consumer. Just convince the consumer to buy a product or service. 
in B2B, it's a completely different um, layers of industries that you're targeting. And then within a company, you have 10 different people you have to convince to buy a product, right? It's not mm -hmm. just one person. So the messaging is going to be different based on their needs as well. So the complexity level really takes you in a different direction. It makes you think harder about how do I really make sure that this customer is going to close because I have to convince a lot more of a larger group. Um, so yeah, I mean, I just feel like we all have the opportunity um, to take the reins and do our thing and uh, to be able to convince leadership. Um, and when I did that, I also became um, one of the more globally advanced uh, uh, digital consultants and they let me travel the world. They allowed me an opportunity to um, to reach more customers because I just took the reins and I did something that, you know, they didn't tell me to do. Um, they didn't give me a budget to do, but now I have people reading uh, all my articles and content and they're coming to us for the company uh, mm -hmm. to, to, to buy our products. So that makes life easier when the customer comes to you. Yeah, that is awesome. So this is something I didn't know. I didn't know you wrote a self-published book. <laughs> I have surprises. Yeah. I forgot about that. It's been a while. And by the way, I never published a book again. Um, I don't know if, that, if that's saying something or I've just you know, become so corporate and focused on my job. I just don't have the time anymore. Uh, but it's something to think about. Yeah, so that's amazing. Um, so is there anything that's in that book that's just out of curiosity uh, that isn't the same today as it was when you published it? Or is there something that has really taken off? Um, at that the time that I wrote that book, infographics were a big deal. Um, and I remember when I created my first infographic with one of our editors and um, we published it and like people, we got like a thousands and thousands and thousands of hits and we didn't do anything. We just organically posted it, had a really cool article with all these keywords infused in it. And then um, we were like, wow, this is like the next, next best thing. And we didn't even have to write a lot, right? It was all yeah. images and like a couple words here and there, but people just love to absorb information in like five seconds and they got mm -hmm. the whole story. Um, now, uh, if I were to publish an infographic, I don't get that mass appeal of like thousands and thousands of viewers organically coming to it. It's yeah. still it's still important. I'm not uh, taking anything away from infographics, but uh, it's like uh, every year I feel like there's something new that comes out, and you have to kind of be on top of it to be yeah. like, oh, I better publish it this way. Um, who knows? Maybe like before. We were doing all these corporate videos that were like, you know, 15 minutes long, 10 minutes long. And then I found out these great uh, videos that were like 15 seconds long that did the job. And we were getting so many more people coming to us and viewing us and interacting with us because it's 15 seconds. They don't need to spend any more time with us. And yeah. we, we got to the point in the first five seconds, right? Yeah. So uh, Paul just sent me a message and uh -oh. must be very impressed. Am I, am I in trouble? <laughs> with your answer. I just That's wanted here. The, the podcast. Yeah, this is the year of the podcast, guys. The blogs. That's gone. This is the new infographics. That's yesterday. This is the world of podcasts where you can listen. Because I think the power is in that smartphone that we carry with yep. us twenty four seven, and it's only got a three inch screen, so it's hard to read an infographic. It's hard to read a blog, but I can listen and learn anywhere. Mm -hmm. I agree, and I'm sorry I didn't mention podcasts as an example. I'll <laughs> no. bring that up in my one year anniversary podcast. Well, all right. Don't forget. 
uh, Charlie, who's our production person here with all this cool equipment, bought a bag so that we could bring this over to Nestle Professional anytime. The <laughs> 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 Linda Owens podcast. That going down the road of publishing that next world tour book. <laughs> um, we could take it on the road and you could do a world tour of podcasts. You could go around the world yes. with this. You got you got that cool, you got some really cool gear we were talking about offline here. You can go anywhere with this stuff. Mm-hmm. And from there, you can stream. You know, it was interesting. We did just a quick aside. I, I read all the broadcast magazines. And there was an article yesterday from a big uh, broadcaster in Europe. And they actually, using some of the kind of gear you're using, went out into a Tesla, an electric car, and ran a radio station from the front seat of their car, just showing that you don't have to physically be tethered anywhere anymore. You can create content and stream it to the world from just about anywhere. Yeah, that is awesome. So, in summary, what what's the takeaway from today here? It could be done? I think it can be done, and I loved Linda's story. Um, I feel like everyone listening, whether you're on the client side or on the agency side, is start small and just start doing it. And the thing that you're doing, make it for the customer first. Because if they find value in what you're doing, you'll get the right uh, data, you'll get results, and you'll get learnings that you can keep building on. Uh, so how does everybody and, reach uh, the guest, and how does everybody reach uh, you, Tessa, today? Yeah. Linda, did you have anything else to add? Um, yeah, I was just going to like uh, sign off with just a few words um, that really kind of helped me out when I put things into perspective is, um, as digital marketers, we really focus a lot on the what, which is, you know, the content, the creative. And then we also focus on the how, which is all the great technologies that are out there. But it is just as important to focus on the why and to be mm-hmm. able to communicate the why to senior leadership, our sales teams, internal, and as well as to the actual customer as well. So yep. if we can get that right, um, you know, going back to my formula for digital marketing, if there is one, um, uh, that is mine, is to focus on all of those three key areas. That's awesome. And if people wanted to reach out to you, Linda, how could they get a hold of you? Um, best way would be on LinkedIn. You can find me as Linda Owens. Um, I'm digital marketing manager at Nestle Professional. Awesome. And if you want to get in touch with us at Tenlo, um, you can go to tenlo.com and or find me on LinkedIn, Tessa Berg. Uh, next week we have a or not next week. I'm not there yet. It's only once a month. <laughs> Come on. Next Come month. on, Tessa. We gotta we gotta you got the equipment now. We gotta use it here. <laughs> I know. Uh, next month, we're going to be getting in some details with a rapid testing practitioner and talking about the first steps and um, how you can very simply in just a few steps stand up a test and start getting results and start getting that buying uh, from your leadership and sales teams. All right. And one more tip to help people buy in. Uh, somebody tweeted in once on how to spell Tessa Berg. B-U or B-E-R-G? B-U-R-G. Ah, okay. B-U-R-G on on LinkedIn. And Tessa, T-E-S-S-A? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, we won't have to go through that anymore. We'll all know. Yes. And uh, it's the same spelling for my Twitter handle as well as Tessa Berg, all one word. Uh, I really only tweet about English Premier League soccer, but maybe I'll start tweeting about <laughs> rapid testing and marketing too. Do you really tweet? I got I got a question. You really tweet about English? What What did you say? Premier Soccer League? Yes, I'm a huge Arsenal fan, and uh, I follow the 
English Premier League. I had no idea. Well, I look forward yeah. to hearing even more about that. Even more we can learn as we peel back the onion and, and reveal more about uh, your background and why you and this show. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks, Paul. Okay, thanks for joining us. Rapidtesting.ai. Right here on Tenlo Radio is brought to you by Tenlo, pipeline marketing agency that focuses on quickly identifying and converting high-value leads. Visit Tenlo.com to learn more. Or tune into the Funnel Radio Network for at-work listeners like you.